This is the ADD Confessionals. Leave a message after the beep. Beep. Hello, everybody. It's Amanda, your favorite podcast episode editor. I just wanted to come on here really quickly um, so that you don't miss my voice this week um, because I'm not actually on this recording. Um, Tali and I are fighting right now, and like I can't believe she's done this. I'm just kidding. Um, I unfortunately couldn't join in for this recording with um, our amazing financial advisor, Scotty, but it's a great episode. I hope you guys enjoy it, and Tali and I will be back together next week. Okay, hi, everyone. Welcome back to uh, the ADD Confessionals, episode 22. Um, today's different. I don't have my co-host on. She, uh, due to schedule conflicts, but we had a really special guest that we wanted to get on here. Um, so I'm taking the call on my own, but he is my friend and financial advisor. He's also a money manifestation coach. And I just, Scott, welcome. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I was going to keep going, but I was like, let's introduce you. <laughs> thank um, you. Happy to be here. I'm excited. Yeah, thank you. I just feel like it's such an important time right now, especially like now with like prices increasing inflation and just yep. like, I don't know, just people have so many bills, especially like our generation. I just like want I think it's so important to empower yourself financially and like understand finances. And I know that that's when I first started working with you, I was kind of clueless. I didn't really know what to do. And since working with you, I feel like it's just been such, um, like my life has just changed. Like I feel like a lot more safe. I I feel safer and like more secure and more at ease. And I think that's like, it's been life-changing and I like want other people to experience that. And so I was like, we need to get him on. And so I was yeah. like, okay, I mean, we can't, you're not going to be on the call because we need this one. So, um, but thank you for being on. I really appreciate it. Yeah. I'm excited. I think you're, you hit the nail on the head. There's a lot of fear, anxiety around money. And I think what, what we've talked about, that's maybe a little bit different from than the traditional financial advisor. So for anybody that's listening is like, what exactly does a financial advisor do, right? Like most advisors were helping you um, grow your net worth, budgeting, savings. There could be like defensive planning. Like there's a number of different factors, but mostly financial advisors are all about the numbers, right? You're like, Hey, I want to buy a house. How much do I have to save to get there? Cool. We can put together the plan to help you get there, right? That's what an advisor is typically really good at helping with. The, the challenge sometimes is there's a whole other aspect of money that's not talked about, which is like the emotions with money, right? So you mentioned, you're like, I feel safer. Well, mm-hmm. that's a feeling, right? That's an emotion yeah. that, that you have, that you're now feeling because of what we've done. And I think that's really where I'm super passionate about talking about this and helping people with this because your mindset around money impacts like so much of your life. There I didn't is. realize that until yeah. I, I swear until that course, um, yeah. that I think I was like my biggest takeaway was like, like my belief about money. I didn't realize I had those beliefs. Sorry. Yeah. For getting no, it's true. Like there, what we don't real. it's like when the goldfish is in water, like you don't realize what water is because you're a fish, right? That's kind of like what belief systems are. You don't know that you have unconscious beliefs until you look at them, right? Until you yeah. kind of are confronted with them because your subconscious beliefs run your life for for a large majority yeah. of your life. And so these emotions with money, like, for example, right? So if somebody's like, what exactly are we talking about here? Yeah. If you spend money on your credit card and you kind of feel guilty or you yeah. feel a little stressed or a little anxious, like, why? 
right? Why do you feel stressed or anxious? That is an unconscious belief that if I spend this money, I'm being irresponsible or I'm being, I'm not being good enough or I'm not being safe with my money. And or almost like you're losing money or it's kind of like, like you're a lack mentality with money. Yes. Like if I'm, if I'm spending this, like it's no longer mine. Like I'm not going to have yes. this money anymore. And it's like right. scary. Like I need yeah. this money. Yeah. <laughs> and that, that belief or that attitude creates so much unnecessary stress. Like we don't yeah. have to feel that level of stress around money. If we learn to identify our belief systems and rewire them, which is, I think what we've worked on both financial planning, right? So like, obviously you want to take steps to be yeah. thoughtful, like saving your money and investing it well in, a, in accordance with your goals, but then also understanding like, why do I feel the way I feel about money? And then uncovering those belief systems and rewiring them if need be. And that usually comes from like, like kind of childhood, right. And like your family or yeah. your family beliefs about money or like people around you and like how you yeah. were kind of raised, For right. Sure. Like if like, if you learn like money is like, is it's like, you have to work hard to get money, right. right. Like you're going to kind of have that belief that money is not something that easily you can easily come by. Right. Right. Yeah. So, and that's a great question. And this actually goes to like, what is a belief? right? So like, what is a belief that we have? So if you think about it, a belief is just a thought that you keep thinking over and over again, right? So like hard work is required to make more money as an example. Like, why would we believe that? Well, because at some point in time, our parents were like, go get a job. And why are you sitting on the couch? Like you should be productive and make money and you need to be a, a valuable member of society in this capitalistic society. And very much about like, go, go, go work, 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 right? And so when we're younger, usually like 10, 11, 12, 13, we observe the world, right? We're just observing the yeah. world and we are sponges and mm -hmm. we don't have the emotional maturity yet to question things that happen in our lives. Yeah. So if you're at dinner and I remember this very vividly, like I'd be at dinner with my parents, we would go out to eat and it was not a common thing to go out to eat. My parents were perfectly fine financially, but it just was a big occurrence, right? Okay. And when we would go out to eat, like the bill would come and my dad would be like, so are you going to get this, Sandy? My mom and my mom's like, no, I think you're going to get this. And you could feel the tension, right? Uh, yeah. And so I just, of course, like I'm 11, 12. I don't understand what's happening. So I internalized that when a bill comes at dinner, there's going to be a fight. So like tense, it was tense and it was so uncomfortable. And of course, oh my, my parents God. were doing the best they could. Yeah, of course. This is the crazy thing. So then later in life, I'm going on dates, right? So I'm on different dates and then the bill comes and I feel the same anxiety with like the person, like this could be a first date. And I'm like freaking out. I'm like, who's going to pay? Am I going to pay? Is he going to pay? Like, are we going to split it? And I'm like running through all these things in my head and creating this like massive energetic like turmoil in my life and in reality it was completely made up in my head because of a belief system so that's how these things come to be in our minds because we observe it we just accept it as truth and then we never question it again and then we just live our lives from that truth but it's like yeah I would say I'm really working on that. Like my relationship with money and like not feeling this like lack when I spend money. And yep. I think, I don't know if I heard it from you, but like paying bills, like whenever I have to pay a big bill, I try to say, I'm, I try to be thankful 
Yeah. In some way, like, I have the resources to pay the bill instead of, instead of looking at it as like a burden. Yeah. And how does that feel when you do that? I mean, it's, I feel like a, a little bit of a lie. I'm still a little like, uh, <laughs> like I'm not that thing. I don't want to say that, but I feel like I'm struck. I think I'm like getting to the point where like, I can, I'm starting to release those beliefs. So I think it's a process, right? You don't yeah. just like, you don't just release them. Right. But yeah it feels better. It feels better than being like, I'm really stressed out about this. And then I just kind of like, try, I just try to, I try to have faith that like money's going to come, but I don't know. I feel like I get stuck in that little loop where I, I get stressed. Yeah. I get really stressed and anxious about money sometimes, especially when I'm not doing financially as well as I would like to, or, yeah. um, so that's something that I would say, like, I, I do still struggle with. Yeah. It's definitely, it's a journey, right? It's a relationship. Yeah. It's a journey. You're never going to be perfect at it. I get stressed sometimes as well. You know, whether you have $10,000 in your bank, a million dollars in your bank, you can still feel stress around money. Like that can be a consistent yeah. feeling. I think the, the thing to, to maybe remember, especially for anybody listening, if they're like, going on a journey with money or they've been working on it like look back you've probably made a ton of progress like you probably are so much further along than you were so remember like it's it's a journey right to get better and better with this it's not like you just wake up one day and you're stress-free but it's mm -hmm. you know I, I use a similar analogy like going to the gym like you don't go to the gym once and then you're like, cool, in great shape, everything's fine. Like you, you practice it and then your muscles get developed. And then the anxiety, when it comes, you can let it go. That's how you change belief systems by continually practicing a new belief system. Like you're not going to feel less anxious. I don't know if you've ever felt this, but you can't be like, all right, anxiety, go away, go away, go away. You, you get more anxious because it won't yeah. go away. <laughs> yeah. So you have to like, you have to shift your attention to something else, right? You have yeah. to release the anxiety. You don't like force it away. Mm -hmm. That's so true. Yeah. And it's kind of just too, it's like, I try to always go with like what feels best too. Yeah. So like, but I don't know, how would you say that like you kind of got, you got rid of this or you, or you worked on your belief or like, how did you start? Yeah. Actually, I think it would be interesting to like know your, your background. Like, how did you get here? Yeah. Yeah, that we probably I guess could have started with that. Yeah, so well, like who the heck started. is this guy? Yeah. <laughs> um. So essentially, I so I, I started my career in corporate finance. So I actually okay. worked in corporate America for about five years or so in New York City, right pinnacle of quote unquote success. I I had a six figure salary by the time I was twenty six. Like I was making wow. okay, and I was like the world is great. And I felt like everything was working out perfectly, but I was just like really not happy. Right. I just felt like I was working seven days a week. I was burned out. Um, in 2014, my mom was diagnosed with lung cancer stage four. She passed yeah. away in seven months. So it was a very wow. quick, um, yeah. like illness. And after she passed away, I like had an awakening. I was like, what the fuck am I doing here? Sorry. I don't know if I'm allowed to curse. I was like, what the hell am I doing here? like in this cubicle with no windows and like my life is meant to be so much more like I know yeah. I have more to give yeah so I quit I moved to Colombia I lived in Latin America for nine months I traveled I backpacked I started a business in Costa Rica I moved wow. to LA yeah it's it's this is this is <laughs> it's a nice story <laughs> you know wow I moved to LA in 2016 after being a being in Latin America for about a year. I started a business, it was a protein bar business. 
Um, I spent a year and a half bartending. I was doing consulting for $25 an hour. Like talk about hustle culture. I was like, I'm going to build, I'm going to build this, this protein bar business. I'm going to, I'm going to, and I was in finance before I didn't know anything about nutrition. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to do this. It's going to be so successful year and a half, $40,000 of my savings down the drain. Nothing happened like no success at all. Oh, so I spent a year and a half basically bartending to pay my rent and like doing consulting on the side. Like I was like just doing whatever I could to survive in LA. And then my best friend was, is a financial advisor. And she's like, you already have all of your finance degrees. Why don't you just try this career? Like you Um, might really like it. So that's when I started and we met probably not too far after when I had started. Like, I think it was maybe like nine months, maybe a year and so granted, I didn't, I didn't have as much knowledge as I have. Yeah, now, like I didn't but... want to do it at the time. And I was like, here you go, take, all, take everything I have. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I was very, right. I'm very, I'm a very personable person. So I'm like, I know enough to like figure things out. And yeah. so um, after the first couple of years, I was very successful. So I brought on a lot of clients, did a really good job. And then I had another seminal moment, right? I had another pivotal moment. I was like, I'm not, I'm still not happy. I'm just so burnt out. And then I realized I had this like pattern. I had this underlying belief system that I have to hustle all the time. And when I recognize that, like, you just have to hustle, hustle, hustle. I got chills. I was like, no, I was like, I can't do this. I can't keep this up forever. I was 30, 31 at the time. I was like, I've been doing this for 10 freaking years of hustling, what do I have to show for it? Nothing. And I was like, something has to change. So I completely pivoted my business. I went on a spiritual journey to understand my belief systems, my, the roots of my money issues. Like I went on a deep dive and I journaled, I, I read books, I took courses. Like I did all these things to heal my relationship with money And I actually just looked at my numbers, like in the past 12 months, I made $475,000 and I really only work like three days a week now. And it was like, because I was able to scale my businesses. So now I have an online education business. I have my financial planning business. I own real estate properties. So I was able to scale them so that I didn't have to show up all the time. And I'm telling you, it is a hard thing to unlearn. It was very hard for me to make more money while working less hours. It went against every fiber everything, of my being. Yeah. Everything I was taught from a young age, hard work, hard work, hard work. And so to disconnect from that was like a radical rebellion from what's possible for me in my life. You got to dream bigger. Dream bigger. And so now the goal for this year is going to be like 800, 800,000. Wow. Wait, guys, we literally, so Amanda, part, she couldn't be on because we, his schedule was so, like, he literally works like three days a week. I was like, wow, like dream goals. Yeah. yeah. Like literally. So, I mean, how, like, what are some steps, steps that people can take to like start healing their relationship with money? Cause like, that's, mm-hmm. I mean, you went through this whole spiritual journey and like, you know, yeah. horses and all that. I feel like not that's like not sustainable for everyone like what could what are yeah. some like practical things people could do or like how could you start like that process i guess yeah uh 
I would say the first thing to do is get a journal, right? You don't have to spend a lot of money to figure out your belief systems. You just need to get a journal and start writing out how you feel about things. Like that is the number one thing. There are podcasts on, on money and money mindset that you can listen to for free. Like you don't have to go out there and hire a super expensive coach to figure this out. You can literally just get a book, a notebook off of Amazon for like $5 and just start writing down like, what are some of the thoughts that come up with money? What are the, how do I feel when I think about spending money or earning money? What are some of the, the things that pop into my head when I think about like, oh, I want to make more money. So one of the ways to identify a funky belief is based on how you feel. So yeah. you use your emotions. So you say like, for example, oh, I'm a nurse. I can only make $90,000 a year right? If that's the feeling that you have, if you say, I'm a nurse, I can only make 90,000 and you feel bad about that, right? You're like, that feels like crap. That That's a belief system that gets to be shifted. So you start writing out, like when you feel stressed or anxious or worried about money, like why? Get really curious. That is the first step to emotional awareness is to get curious of the thoughts that go on in your head that are not you. You are the observer of your thoughts. Yeah. You are not your thoughts. Not that we need to go into that, but. But you meditate. I mean, obviously you probably meditate a lot too. I do. I do love meditating. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's like just, yeah, it's really like all, like we have all the answers inside. It's just a matter of like really sitting there and reflecting on like what your experiences have been so far and like how, and your patterns, like you said, yeah. I, I feel like I have that similar pattern where like all my life I've been working really hard and it like right now I'm feeling like, wait, what do I have to show for it? I mean, like thanks to, I mean, with your help, I was able to buy a condo. Like literally you helped me put plans and steps in place for that. But now I'm like, yeah. okay, like, yeah, I guess I have to stop being so hard, but like, I don't know. It's like, you want more for yourself and it's kind of just like, okay, like, I feel like I've been doing this for also 10 years. It's like, what, yeah. how much longer am I going to just be on this like rat race? Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a tough pill to swallow when you get that realization. If anybody's yeah. listening and they're like, shit like that's me too like I get it right like the, my entire 20s I feel like I look back and I'm like I mean there's a lot of skills I developed right yeah like, there's a lot of stuff and there's experiences like I'm a lot happier yeah. of a person yeah. so you know but if I look at my bank account it wasn't it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't it didn't show that <laughs> hustle no really show. yeah so my here's here's my perspective on it and you can take this or leave this my focus exclusively is on growing my revenue I'm, I, I care about saving money for sure. But my number one goal right now at 34, I'll be 35 this year is how can I get my business to a million, 2 million, 5 million, 10 million and make saving a, like a, a non-starter, like no problem. Of course, I'm saving 50, $60,000 a month because from, at least from my perspective, I have a very entrepreneurial mind and the money this is kind of like a mind twist. The money is, it's never about the money. It's about the service. It's about the impact. It's about the scale. And then the money is the byproduct. So I'm creating coaching packages specifically for a certain type of person to help them with something. And if I target the right audience with the right messaging and they're like, shit, I need this, then it's a no brainer, right? They'll sign up and I'll receive the money. But if I went to them, I was like, hey, you have to pay me, you know, $5,000 and then I'll help you with something. I would lose them. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's not about the money. It's about the service. So it's. It, well, I think when you look at it that way, you're going to be a lot more successful because you have, I feel like you're doing it for like the right. You're bringing value. Right. And then 
when you bring value, I think the rest follows. Right. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. But that's so true. It's like, and that, I feel like that's another pattern that I have is I'm like, I'm like, I need to save, like, okay, I have to save my money where it's like, I think that's, that's, I think that's a smarter, that's a smart way to look at it. Like, how do I grow my revenue? Well, I think different people have different perspectives on it. I follow people yeah. on social media who are very much like, you know, if you're in a nine to five job, just like save 20, 30% of your paycheck. That's what I teach clients. So it depends on your personality type. I think I would not say that every single person should go out there yeah. and just grow your revenue. It depends on kind of what your desires and passions are in life. Okay. That makes sense. Obviously yeah. everyone's a little different. I'm trying to pull up some questions that I had for you from some other people, but okay. Yeah. Um, I had a follow-up though on like the stress thing. So stress and anxiety, when you're feeling stressed and anxious about money, like, what do you do? Cause I, I mean, do you still have those, that, those moments where you're like, Oh, yeah. like. I can tell you a quick you- story that I think will ah. illustrate this, if that will okay. help. So in, um, March of 2021, March, April, 2021, I had just moved to Miami. I was living in Miami for a couple of months and I was starting to make more money. So I was probably close to like maybe 30,000 a month. Like I was doing pretty well. I was like feeling pretty good. Uh, maybe 20, 25, 30,000 a month. And, you know, I was making good revenue. I had staff expenses, right? Cause I have a whole team. Like, so there were expenses in my business. It wasn't just me. Um, and I remember like waking up one day and I looked at my credit card and it was $45,000 on my credit card bill. <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, what the heck just did happened? Did you like not realize that that was, uh, that was accumulating like, or? No idea. Like just okay. did not like, it was just, I mean, I had like Invisalign, I bought like a water filtration system. Like it was a couple, like five, $6,000 purchases that all of a sudden added it up. seemed like it was a lot. And all of a sudden I look and it's like 45,000. Now that for, for context, relatively speaking, that could be a lot, could be a little for some people. For me, that was astronomically higher. It used to be like seven, $8,000 a month, which is still yeah. a lot, but like I, so I, I went 45 is, yeah, it's, it's, it can yeah. be yeah. yeah. That's like, it's like, a- I'd, be, I'd be stressed. Out. I'm like yeah. getting stressed right now. <laughs> so I looked at it and I had this moment of complete panic, right? I'm like, what yeah. the hell have I done? I'm a financial advisor. Like yeah. how can I let this happen? So I had this really awesome experience where I, I freaked out, right? I didn't do anything, but I was just like, what is wrong with me? I felt stupid. I felt foolish. I felt embarrassed. I felt ashamed. Like I felt all these funky feelings and then I had this moment where I took a step back, right? I, which is what I think we need to always do when we have these moments of acute panic mm-hmm. and ask ourselves, like, what's the blessing here? Like, what's the, where is the mm-hmm. silver lining? Where is the lesson to be learned? Mm-hmm. And so I teach money and money mindset, right? I teach how to relieve anxiety when it comes to money. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is my next level. This is going to be my new normal. 45000 a month is going to be a normal amount of money for me to spend. So I need to continue to release. If I really want to practice what I preach, I have to let go of this fear and this anxiety. Trust in the universe, trust in the energy of money that yeah. it will come to me and I will pay it off. Mm-hmm. And so I remember thinking like at the time I was of course stressed, but I was like, this is going to be such a great learning opportunity for me to teach people in the future. So that was probably March, April by September, all of that, that all of the debt was gone, right? My, my bank account was full back up again. I probably had maybe 50, 60 K in, in my bank account. And it was like, and it happened in like four five, six short months. So it didn't happen overnight, right? It didn't happen in one day, but I made the intentional decision. This debt will go away. 
Like I was paying four, five, six hundred dollars in interest charges, like every time they were charging me. Like it was not little amounts of money. Yeah. So this debt will go away. It means nothing about me as a person. It doesn't influence my worth, my ability, my intellect. It's just a number in a bank account somewhere. It has nothing to do with me. And so when I took that detached approach, I was uh... on making more money, paying it off and not letting that sticky energy hold me back. Wow. That's what you just said about detach. So you detached yourself from like all of these like feelings that you get about yourself when you yeah. see that you have debt. It's like yeah. feeling like, like it's like a burden and you kind of yeah. carry energy with you. And it's like how, or even just like when you're really stressed, if you carry that energy with you, you're not going to operate yeah. Like a a place of bringing in, calling in like abundance or calling in like money. You're gonna you're gonna probably. I feel like whenever I get stressed on money and like I can catch myself, I'm like, okay, I'm getting stressed out. Like, don't get stressed. But like for me, it's still a little hard to like really move past it. I can I notice like think like just random things will happen where like I have to spend more money. Yeah. Like it's just like more bills keep like adding on, and I'm like, oh, I need to stop this. (laughs) I know I know why this is happening. Well, you know what happens, right? So like, let's say, for example, let's say you're a coach or you're in sales or something like that. And you look at your credit card and you're like, oh shit, like I spent too much money. I'm stressed. Now, all of a sudden that anxiety is now going to bleed into your meetings with your clients. Yeah, You're going to be like really needing the person to close. Like if you're a realtor, you're going to really be pushing the person to sign the documents and you're not showing up as the most loving, abundant version of yourself. When we all know, like if you're in a position of sales in any way, shape or form, like you can't be pushy. If you're pushy, the person gets a bad taste in their mouth. They want to move away from you. So I knew like I'm in sales, right? Financial advising. I have to bring on new clients and, and convince them to invest money with me. It's not an easy thing to do sometimes. So I knew that I had, I couldn't bring that energy into my meetings. I had to say to myself, the amount of money in my bank account does not determine my worth, which again, it's a very radical thing to your say. Worth. Yeah in this society because we are very much defined by how much money we have which is i don't think very healthy no and it's not it's not true it's not true yeah um so then in that so in that scenario like you said within like by september you were already out like debt free did you just like start focusing more on like your current like your current projects and like just give more energy into that and like or how did you I focused on the outcome that I wanted exclusively, right? I stopped opening up my credit card bill. I know that sounds kind of like maybe a little um, irresponsible, but I stopped looking at it. I well, was it doesn't like, do anything to look at it. You're, you're looking at it and you're getting stressed out. So it's right. like, just close that app. Yeah. Like know your numbers, but stop staring. Like if you have a, an investment account and you keep watching it go down during like a recession, <laughs> you're just driving yourself crazy. That's not healthy. That's not helpful. Yeah. So I, so I, I, put the credit card uh, app away, right? I had, uh, I have an American Express. So I just, I stopped opening up the app and I said, what is it that I want, right? So every day I focused on writing my mantras. I, I manifested, I journaled. I was basically like, I make $25,000 a month, every single month consistently. Um, I'm debt-free. I have no credit card debt. Like I focused on what I wanted to accomplish, right? So I focus on the end result that I wanted and I just stayed true to that. So that's really the key in all of this. If you want more money, you have to just consistently focus on the end result of what it is that you want. And not worry about the how. And not worry about the how. 
I had no idea how that was. I didn't, I was like, how am I going to know what client will say yes? And how, like, but you know what? It's like when you focus on the, how is when you get stressed out. Cause you're like, how am I going to do this? And it's like, okay, how, like, I'm trying to figure out all these ways. Like, how can I make money? How, when it's like, that's not my job. Like, I just have to like, know what I want. And then. Well, I'm going to share something with you. That's going to blow your mind. So this is going to be, I think, revolutionarily (laughs) helpful. So when you ask the question, how do I make more money? How do I find my perfect partner? How do I get this podcast to be like multi-millions of followers, whatever it is that you want? When you ask the how, you are in the vibration of the problem or vibration of lack. So asking the question, how can I make more money? Says to the universe, I don't have the money I want. You will never solve a problem from the level of vibration of the problem. You have to have the vibration of the solution. So how do you actually, like when you're asking yourself, like, how do I make more money? You have to stop asking that question and just turn your attention somewhere else. You have to focus on serving, focus on giving, focus on impacting lives, focus on any, focus on going for a walk, focus on taking a shower. Stop asking that question and let inspiration come to you rather than trying to manhandle it into like submission. Like I'm going to figure this out. Like it just doesn't work. And you feel it's like makes me sick. Mm -hmm. Like I don't like, yeah, I, I a hundred percent agree. I think that's like a really important like thing to remember because I feel like I forget that the how is like not my responsibility. Right. If you knew the how, you would already be there. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So what you need to focus on is, you know, for the people that are tactical out there, they're like, okay, this sounds great, but like, I'm not just going to close my eyes and money's going to come in the door. Right. So you, so instead of asking yourself, like, how do I do that? Think about like who you are when you already have that done, right? So the who would you be when you were making $500,000 a month or $500,000 a year, whatever the number is. So I asked myself like, right? So I made 475 this past year. I'm thinking to myself, who am I when I make a million, let's say, right? And the answer is I'm, I'm doing things differently. I know that what I'm doing now, if I think about making a million per year, I'm not gonna double my effort. Right. So I need to be operating from a place of like, well, I'm charging more for my services. I have different types of programs that I'm offering that require less of my time. So you can kind of put yourself in the space of like, who would I be when I have X, whatever X is, whether it's a partner, um, your dream house, it could be a car, it could be a puppy, a baby, like whatever your goal is, whatever you desire, who are you? when you have it and then act as that person right now when you do that then you're vibrationally in alignment with the thing that you want and then there's no choice but for the universe to send it your way very very true i like that abraham hicks i oh, i love me some abraham hicks like every day wake up just press play <laughs> i know whenever i feel down or anything i just like listen to her and i'm like okay i'm feeling better now it like lifts me up yeah it's absolutely. Well, this was great. I I know we're kind of like, we have to, we have to wrap soon, but I really appreciate this. I appreciate yeah. you coming on. And like, I seriously think that, I mean, how can people find you? Like how, if people want to reach out after hearing this, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, want. you can find me on Instagram. It's at Scotty Taylor Jr. It's S-C-O-T-T-I-E, um, Taylor Jr. Um, I'm also on TikTok at Scotty Taylor Jr. You can go to my website, scottytaylorjr.com. Like I'm pretty accessible on all of that. Um, so I'm I'm pretty much on Instagram 
Like, so if you send me a DM or if you have a question, if anything that came up, but you're like, I need to, I need to talk through this, like feel free. Um, and so, yeah, those are the primary ways that people can get in touch with me. And so if they have questions or if they're like, how do you work with clients? Like, what do you do? Like, feel free to shoot me a DM on Instagram and I can go into some of that. So you, are you still taking on new clients? So I am taking on a select number of new clients. So I don't do as much one-on-one -on -one coaching anymore, just because my time, I already have 21 people that I'm working with. Um, uh, from a financial planning perspective, yes, I my team and I, we still take on new clients. From a coaching perspective, it's a little bit different. So it just depends on, um, like I have programs that are like online courses that you can go through to heal your relationship with money. Um, I have one that's called the money course that I know that you were a part of and you, and you took and- <laughs> And um, I've expanded it a little bit since then. So there's more like passive income and investing and things like that. So that's kind of like some base information. If you're just like, hey, I need to like work on this and I'm not ready to hire a coach. I just want to like learn about this. You can do that program. Um, and that's like super impactful. Um, and then, you know, if there's if you need a higher level of support, deeper relationship, then we can talk about one on one coaching. Okay. Okay, cool. Awesome. Well, thank you. I appreciate you being honest. It's yeah. great. I, I like love what you're doing. I it's yeah. really positive work and I appreciate that. Yeah. I'm so happy to be here. I think you're awesome. I mean, you're just a ray of sunshine. You're just like always like <laughs> and you're very like you're the best thing is like you're so open, open-minded. You're just like, I want to learn how to be better. I want to learn how to grow. Yeah. I want to learn how to figure things out. Like I know that maybe some of the things I've done in the past are not going to get me to where I want to be. And I'm open to learning and figuring it out. And I think that's like a really great quality because that's not everybody is open-minded like that. And that's yeah. going to really help you expand and grow. Oh, thank you. Absolutely. Growth mindset. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, thanks, Scotty. Um, yeah, we appreciate it. And uh, I'm sure we'll be, hopefully we'll bring you back on in the future. I'm ready for it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks.